Hello, welcome to the Tabletop Call-In Show talk show. Uh, we are back. It is it is time to broadcast live to you on the internet and talk about games and shit. Uh, I, if you are new or forgot, I'm Adam Bell. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam E. Bell. Find anything I do, just look for that Adam E. Bell on your website of choice. Uh, Jeremy, who are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Gage. You can find me at JeremyGage5 over on Twitter. I host the Draw Your Dice podcast, which is a podcast that talks to indie designers like Adam, who uh, talk about their principles, philosophies, and best practices so that you, too, can learn how to be a game designer. Accessible education. How about that? It's a good show. How about that? Thank you. This is a good show. Hopefully. We're back. Yeah. We'll see if we can still muster it. Um, yeah, so this is, in case you've seen the messaging or whatever, this is the, the a talk show week. Um, so every other week, except for in the rare occasion where there's a fifth week, every other week, uh, Jeremy and I will just be chatting to each other about um, really anything, games that we want to talk about. We'll probably update you on our latest projects. Uh, maybe talk about any cool just things that we've seen, games that we've played, games that we're reading. Uh, maybe think about games, do some do, do some brainstorming. I don't know. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, yeah. I figured this first week I'm not going to come prepared with much because Jeremy and I probably just have plenty to talk about, but eventually we'll run dry of that well of of spontaneous thing and we can start driving that that conversation but yeah then next week uh of course we'll be taking calls we are still called the tabletop calling show we have to do that uh otherwise we'll have to change our name so look out for that next week rebrand <laughs> the fifth the fifth week or the fifth monday of any given month uh we're just gonna do something else we'll figure it out uh, and announce it then uh, not going to guarantee it's going to be the same every time a fifth Monday happens. To my chagrin, at least, there is a fifth Monday this very month. Ooh. Which, you know, I shouldn't so say my chagrin. Could you say they get ready for a bonus episode? I mean, it's coming in just four weeks. Yeah. From today. How about that? How about um, that? <laughs> four whole weeks to plan whatever that's going to be. So, I think we should start with, like, I, I mean, Jeremy, what have you been up to? We haven't done this show in a long time. Mm. What's it been? Since July, I think, is when my brain imploded? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever happened? It took much science to bring you back. I had to make my way to Pittsburgh and visit Adam to repair him. It, yeah, that's that was what made the difference. Factual. <laughs> We sat right it's at this table, little, played some a Galaxy bit of Trucker. Science, a little bit of Galaxy Trucker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. Uh, here we are. Uh, let's see. Recently, I have been doing the podcast, getting amazing guests on there. Um, I started a uh, Patreon so that people can get episodes faster. Um or just support I, the show. You don't have to want the fast episodes to give Jeremy some money. I, well, you know, I feel like people want want the stuff, so I gave them I give them stuff. 
pay what you want, which is a cool thing potentially to talk about. It's like pay what you want Patreon models. If that's something that you as a designer can facilitate, uh, ripped from Tracy Barnett, who uh, recently has succeeded in the Iron Etta Kickstarter. So congratulations to Tracy out there. There are actually quite a few Kickstarters funding legitimately today. Uh, Slayer's Almanac with Spencer Campbell and Anamnesis with uh, Sam Lee. Oh, yeah, that's starting uh, today, right? Sam just uh, funded this morning, so that's super amazing. So congratulations, Sam. And I uh, also want to say hi to everyone that's come in to view the show. We got Mike Clam, Aditya Valetti, D. Framen, Jimmy Shelter, Will Yopes, and it's Sam Phipps. Uh, welcome back everyone jerry the people want uh, you to go on a brain unscrambling tour brain so wait they're <laughs> crying out yes. for the services that you provided to me which is sitting down a blank galaxy trucker i will smooth your brain to a shiny pink marble mm -hmm. if that's what you want i'll find the way to do it yeah nothing, um, like, nothing like a shiny nothing, brain. smooth not a wrinkle true. in sight not a wrinkle in sight for you to re-wrinkle when you want. Um, and then I've also been working on a game behind the scenes that I haven't been like super public about. I've been talking about it in the server, but like not like really ripping into it. I might do some devlogs for it soon on the podcast. Uh, it's called Umble Dive, which is like a Final Fantasy XIV heartbreaker. If you're not familiar, Final Fantasy XIV is an MMORPG. So I'm trying to take raid mechanics and rpg like mmorpg concepts like tank support and dps and things like that and turn it into uh, a feasible tabletop space i've got some tech i got vertices tech i don't think anyone's using vertices tech adam people are using grids well, all day every day and ignoring not, the vertices there's so many little lines all over that grid and all we care about is the blank space where you could slot a mini in that's you know Look out for the box set. You know what I'm saying. Uh, enough about me. How about how about you, Adam? What's what's going on? What what have you been up to? Uh, well, I quit my job since the last time that we talked. That that's cool. Uh, I quit my job so I could try to see. You know what what can I do with this game stuff? Is it possible for me before I exhaust my savings uh, and have to go get a to go get probably the same job back? Let's be honest. Um. <laughs> Is it possible for me to just make cool games and then people like them and give me money for them and then I could pay my rent with that money and also for food with that money and don't have to go do computer job, make brain sad. Brain sad, <laughs> computer job. <laughs> yeah, don't have to go work for a big corporation just uh, doing whatever I even did. It's, I'm starting to forget <laughs> what a day-to-day -day life was like there. Um, so yeah, I've been working on a lot of things. I've been working on trying to plan a publishing year, year of our Lord 2022, what I could put out there, what, uh, you know, what, what I need to do to make things work. Because like the obvious answer is I need to have one big breakaway Kickstarter that, um, kind of funds me forever but you can't you can't plan to have that you just have to plan to make the best thing you can and if it blows up it blows up but um 
you probably want some contingencies. So I've got a few game designs in the fire. And we'll see what comes from them. I guess the important yeah, thing I'm is I've, I'm working on Uga. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say I'm, I'm nearing the completion of the Kickstarter that uh, I ran in February for Grasping Nettles. I'm hoping that that's coming out this month. I owe the, those super backers an update. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a bunch of spreads that are nearly finished. Um, I think we're, we're two spreads and a cover <laughs> away from, from being done. Getting it out there. I'm going to do a launch event. I don't know, Jeremy, if you remember way back when when we did this show, uh, Raph D'Amico was on here talking about a launch event for The Zone. Mm-hmm. And how that was fun. I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do one of those for grasping nettles. See if I can get a bunch of people playing. Grasping fest. Excited. Yeah, grasping festivals. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> grasping festivals, baby. Yeah, come on down. Uh, see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like a Discord set up. I'm gonna get people playing it. Get get people in there. Maybe do I don't know, maybe do like a stream of playing it to kick it off so everybody can learn a couple streams. Who could say? I don't know. Who could say? We Let's could say. Out. If you're out there and you want to play Grasping Nettles on your stream, uh, let me know. That would rule. It's good. You'll have a good time. All right. Well, that's the show. That's it. We did it. We've yeah, talked. Good job, everyone. Thanks for coming around. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> uh you're you're working on a you're working on another game, right? You're you're working on a I mean I don't know if this is something to be talked about. Any, the diamond ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on a game called Burnt Champagne, which I believe will be my first game game to come out next year that I'm gonna push for. Um Burnt Champagne is going to be a kind of GMless troop based role-playing game where you tell stories that are like many of the TV shows that are about just really shitty rich families and how miserable they are to each other. Um, so love each game. other at the end of the day. The moral lessons. Yeah, but that's fake love. These rich people, they don't they don't love anything except for exploiting uh, the working class people of the world. So it's going to be a game where you create a family. You you create a bunch of like the main characters. You've got like the magnate, the person that started this big company. Um, and then all of the magnate's children uh, who, much like many children of rich people, aren't. They're just a little different than maybe you or me. Uh, and they're always going to be scheming and, and making a big mess out of their lives and trying to maybe secure their position on top of the on top of the throne uh it's based on shows like succession uh as a modern example dynasty from the 80s even arrested development and empire if you if you like any of those if you like the dynamics i think you'll like it um the uh, i did a play test not too long ago and i was thinking i was gonna have to scrap a lot of it but then everybody was like no we liked all, all these pieces that you haven't brought up that you're going to scrap, but um, you were thinking it. So that might be a little confidence thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, do I feel that. Do I feel yeah. that in the worst way? Yeah, if you're ever playtesting with somebody, tell them the things you liked. 
I am learning that more and more. I mean, it seems obvious, but like they might be in their head like this all didn't work. I'm scrapping it. It's too clunky. So many, so many moving parts in Umbral Dive. Yeah. So, so many. God, if I could just, it's interesting. I talked with, uh, I actually talked earlier with Grace about it. And I think that uh, at least in my exposure to the indie scene, I think the indie scene is very focused on like uh, crunchy narrative games in terms of like, game design at least all the games that i've been exposed to have been very like narrative focused mm -hmm. and i think that there's sort of like a, a small vacuum hole for like the tactical indie war game and so that's why i'm really excited to like bring umbral dive to the space but with the same thing but to bring the reason I'm bringing stuff is because the play test stuff is like i'm constantly like none of these mechanisms make any fucking <laughs> sense and then like someone like you plays like yeah, there's good juice here. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I still don't see how it makes sense. Right. But someone got it. Uh, and that can that can feel really good. So just double down on, a, on hey, tell, uh, tell people you like something. Rose and thorns. Definitely got to utilize the rose and thorns. I do it every time. I definitely don't do that every time. But I know that that's a problem. Because I should. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does depend, like there's some, like that playtest I ran a burn champagne. I kind of just wanted to see how everything worked. It was definitely helpful mm -hmm. to hear, like, no, that was good on some of the pieces. But like halfway mm -hmm. through, I was like, okay, there were some of these bits. I had like this whole episode structure planned, and it just kind of got in the way. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it was like, yeah, I can. I am learning a lot about the way I'm I'm structuring this game, and what I mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do now. I'm still keeping an episode structure. Jeremy, tell mm -hmm. me if this is. Uh, if this sounds like a, a good idea, you're going to have episodes. No, you're just, just going to set a 30 minute timer and you're going to play mm -hmm. for 30 minutes. And once that timer mm -hmm. goes off, you hit a cliffhanger in whatever scene you're in. And then you start the next episode in, in some way. So like you're breaking it up instead of it being like, Oh, eight scenes is an episode. It's no literally 30 minutes at your table. What's, that I okay? think that I know. So <laughs> There's a couple reasons why we're experiencing genius right now, everyone who's here watching. In that I I love the thought of like timed mechanical things, like timed sessions, if that can like be facilitated in a game. Mm. Um and the reason is because we're all busy working adults that do things and like we have to plan around you know, D and D can take anywhere from an hour to four hours. You like, you never right. know. And I'm a person of structure. I'm a person of culture. I guess one would. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but no, I think real time mechanics are are ripping sick. Uh, another like, <laughs> Arc Doom by Momados does some real time mm. mechanics, which is really fascinating. They. Uh, uh, she creates a uh whenever you rest as your sort of like trad adventure or osr style character um whenever you take a resting game you have you as the player have to step away for a period of time depending on how long you're resting because you have to get up you have to go get snacks take a bathroom break whatever have you but i love that that's like melded into the game and like if you have role-playing scenes 
that happen while the person is resting, it's like less likely that that person is going to, like I always think about the, I see this meme of like these two birds. Anyways, this thing of like, me as the warlock, when everyone goes to sleep, I want to wake up and go talk to my patron. And then you got that one shitty player at the table is like, no, I was awake the whole time. The second the warlock steps away, I pull them back to the campsite. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out of here, dude. Uh, so that's like less likely to happen. I don't know, real, real time mechanics uh, that are outside the bounds of like your traditional board game style mm -hmm. stuff. Like you have till the sand timer runs out to make up a charade prompt or figure out like that. Right. And it's like a little bit more like session structured, I think is really fascinating. Cool. Yeah, I had yeah. already had, it was like based on the first rule I had, which was decide ahead of time how long you're going to play and then two thirds of the time through decide if you're going to cancel or renew the show. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to cancel the show, like drive every plot line into the ground, finish it. If you're going to renew the show, drive like the plot lines that make sense to finish done and then you'll have another session of play that'll be mm -hmm. like season two, season three. And so if we're already setting timers, why not do episodes? And then it could be like, yeah, after... Mm -hmm. After however many episodes, you're all available to play. Like, have one final episode um, where you either cancel or renew, set everything up for a big explosion at the end. There has to be an optional rule for, like, a reunion episode. <laughs> there has to be. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, even if you cancel it, like, <laughs> come back way later. Yeah. yeah. 10 years later, that'd be crazy. It only unlocks if you cancel a show. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm just... I think about unlockable down. sessions all the time. It's really... There's actually... Um, I was talking with uh, Kevin Wynn about sort of a, a game that he's working on where you are on it's model after sort of like done them but taking the concept of like on the ground troops rather than like being in the mech mm. and you play the game as like these foot soldiers with guerrilla tactics stuff and like running into a mech is a big deal like fighting a mech is a problem uh, but if you can figure out how to overcome the mech with your abilities and then like not damage the mech beyond uh inoperableness then you unlock a secondary set of game mechanics that allow you to operate the mech. Like if you if you can never take over a mech, you'll never unlock those mechanics. And I think that's like the conceit of the game. But like part of the reward in like figuring out how to take on and get a mech because you can't like repair one. Mm -hmm. uh, well, un like I think that's I think that's an interesting concept of like. You can only get to the second part of the like the second set of mechanics, which doesn't like ruin the game. Like you still have a, a playable game just on the foot soldier basis, but to throw in the mech piece and get secondary game mechanics out of something, I think is a fascinating experimentation as well. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So doing like a reunion episode, like you can only get it if you cancel a show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think is fascinating because then it gives you a goal to work towards as well. Right. Yeah, it gives you something like gives players like just putting that in the game. Like obviously they could just do that on their own. Yeah. But like putting that in the text of the game will get people like two months after they finish their one shot of Burn Champagne to be like, you know, it would be kind of fun to dip back into those characters. 
shitty, shitty characters. Things. It did say that there was, you know, reunion rules. Why not do as as Superman says in the in the chat? Why not do the HBO special? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. six seasons in a movie. Wasn't that what show was that? Oh fuck! If I I don't know, sick about. It's just a rich family dramas. No, I don't think it's a rich family drama. There's just some. There's a phrase six seasons in a movie that was for some show. I don't. Whatever. Not important. Oh, many animes work like that. People in the chat are saying community. I guess that is what that That's is. That's two for community. Two for community. That must be it. <gasps> We've got it, folks. We've got a brilliant chat. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot there. I think that. That kind of juice, the unlockable, unlockable episodes, because it could be kind of like, um, you know, in Firebrand's games, it's just a series of mini mm-hmm. games, like one, mm-hmm. just unlockable content in the back that like open a new, a new mini game, so to speak, even in the trad game, you like. Mm-hmm. Well, what what are leveled if not unlockable games? That's hey, Go, think about going that. deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it don't a lot of people like consider fourth tier D and D play to be like a totally different experience because of all the abilities up there and all the weird capstone shit, right? So like, capstone isn't that sort of the same thing? Yeah, I guess it is. You unlock but certain thinking, spells at certain levels, but instead of like that, feels like micro level stuff. But it could be like, oh, if in your D and D campaign you take over a town like now you've got town like town running rules like you have to mm-hmm. have you have to have like episodes that you run this town otherwise somebody's going to take it over and if you don't if you don't I'm, do the, all the I'm just rules. saying that I was just saying that there are uh like there are examples of like unlocked games even if they may not be considered that right yeah yeah, yeah. in games that already exist which i think is fascinating tiny envelope legacy board games from you always C- gotta check you always gotta check under the under the insert there's mm-hmm. more, there's more mm-hmm. content how can we put in our rpg books more content under the insert that's a that's the question for everybody morning rue Uh, so other things we've talked about in private um, besides how much we love each other is <laughs> box sets Undle uh, Dive might be a box set game as you, as you keep yelling at me to do box sets I mean, I every want, day I just want more boxes yeah <laughs> box set RPGs like uh, I have motherfucking uh Mouse guard, right? Mouse guard box set. Yeah, so are we talking games that don't need a box set that have one, or are we talking boxed games? Like are we drawing a line between these? I don't know for like, I don't know if I was trying to draw a line. I think I'm just curious. Why can't more RPGs have bits and bobs? Like why can't your blood like sleep away come with unique tokens to uh the what do you what you call them playbooks 
you know, your your rope tender who has unique tokens, and like when you share tokens, you'd be like, oh, I got this token from the rope tender. Like mm. just cool little bits and bobs. I don't know. I'm thinking a lot lately about cool bits and bobs in your in your RPG game. I just because uh, if we're not mostly if we're not drawing a line, I did just play Adam Vess and Will Yopes. A guide to casting phantoms in the revolution on Friday, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. comes in a nice little box with Ooh. cards that facilitate the game nicely. Very nice art. Uh, they're ne- like mm-hmm. both characters, so there are character prompts, and it's just like, look at this, pic- look at this funny dude. <laughs> How's this funny <laughs> dude? Fit funny in your little game? man. Uh, <laughs> and then also, just scene prompts, which were uh, just icons. And depending on certain mm-hmm. things, like you get, you're encouraged to use more and more of these. So like, there are some scenes where it's like, yeah, you should use all six of the icons here that are next to it, and you get a little bonus at the end if you do. Um, and that's those are the kind of game mechanics that are tough to do without a box set. So I think there are, um, like there are games like Mouse Guard. I don't think you need the box set to play. You could just grab the book, yeah. grab your you know, your D and D minis, your Warhammer minis, make it happen. A bag. I don't yeah. know how Mouse Guard is played. Um <laughs> uh, And then there are games that like you need that you pretty much need that box or you need to assemble a facsimile of that box in order to play it. And I think there's interesting design concerns for both. Mm-hmm. Um just like designing a game that doesn't need the box, it's like you're selling an upgrade pack, essentially. Yeah. Like, this is the best way to play. <laughs> Versus like, this, this is, is the, the luxurious way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For lots of the classes in Umbral Dive, they have, they'll have like little tokens that you have to keep track of. Like the reason why I'm even talking about this again is because I was look like I looked up like for I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember who sells them. I think it might be the the people who do like the spell cards. Whiz Kids is that who that is? That's I don't know. For D and D five e, they do like the spell cards for the classes and shit like that. But they also do, um, like token play mats. So like if you buy the barbarian one, they give you like rage tokens and uh you know like a a reckless token and different things like keep track of your abilities for your class and like that's the thing i want to replicate actually there's a more specific game called um dice throne that does like a class that has a bunch of like bits and bob buff and debuff tokens on them that i just i don't know i think tokens are useful for keeping track of stuff you know how many spell slots do i have left i don't know i know there's a character sheet i just like the like it feels like that would make D and D five E more palatable to me, if I had if it was more upfront about the fact that it's kind of, it's kind of a shitty board game that you're playing. Yeah. Like, give me the shitty board game and maybe I'll have fun with it. But like yeah. making me, making me, keep the shitty board game like in my mind and then also in the like oh what's the mm. spell do? Sure, I could leaf through this big book, but I'll just Google it. I'll Google Phantom Hand 5e. Is that a spell? Phantom Hand? It feels like <laughs> Phantom Hand 5 <laughs> It is now. Get Adam Bell's uh, D&D 5e supplement spell book. You get 50 new spells, uh, 10 new monsters, and four yeah. new subclasses for your favorite classes. Mm-hmm. Phantom Hand. You've got... 
Gygaxian no. shit for brains. <laughs> Make also, like, NPC the term... Choice and big dickhead. <laughs> Can we talk about, like, the term Gygaxian exists? Like, how... How fucking insane that we had to come up with a term for that. Or that a term, uh, uh, like, came into that. Mm. Well, yeah, he started the whole thing by himself. No doubt. I, yeah, no doubt. By himself. Uh-huh. It all comes from one man. As with <laughs> as does as do, do anything in the world. And it's all one man. As do anything. As do it all. <laughs> One man, never anything else. <laughs> I've also been thinking about tokens in games because uh, another yeah. project that I'm working on, um, which is its own project, but also the latest version of what I'm working on is putting in this tactical grid, this abstract tactical grid system that I have, just slotting it directly into. Yeah, you're taking five by five grids right out from under me. <laughs> and adding vertices so who's going to care about my shit if i'm not even touching those vertices <laughs> um no so i'm thinking about frisine quest looking forward i was listening to the brain trust podcast uh again Adam Vast, check it out uh and they were talking about will in particular was saying that like they don't want to do a game on zine quest they want they want to do zine Whoa. quest but not a whole game system because that's like not what people show up to Zine Quest looking for. Mm-hmm. Like you can, there are a few breakaway hits, and like you could do okay on a Zine Quest game. But like, mm-hmm. for example, Grasping Nettles, I did, I did as well as I wanted to do for that. Um, mm-hmm. Like I hit, I hit the level that I was hoping for. But like, it's not going to be paying my bills from that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is good to get like people's eyes on your shit and so they're gonna do they were talking about doing like just supplemental material uh and that got me thinking like maybe i should mm-hmm. do a game for zine quest but i still want to do it and i'm leaning towards taking the rules of the game that i'm making uh which have this like abstract tactical um resolution system and just slamming it mm-hmm. into blades in the dark because I think I, the more I think about it, the more it would just work. So instead of rolling a mm. dice pool, you're adding tokens to this board in the in the way that I'm going to do it in my other game. Um, and so then I get to thinking, like, oh, it's, if I'm running a Kickstarter, I should get, like, sick tokens that I could sell to people. I get, like, little cardboard yeah. punch boards. Yeah. I don't, punch how, boards. Punch boards. I, I don't know how to dress up a 5x5 five five grid, but somehow sound like a nice bespoke it's gotta be wood. grid is that it yeah it's gotta that's, be like a rich bamboo that's the answer i feared <laughs> <laughs> well for the you know for the vertice tech gotta use wood to get the little little line slots in there mm-hmm. little pegs we talked right. about pegs because the game only uses paper minis Upgraded to cardboard, of course. Of course. Whenever you buy the the three hundred dollar box set from Jerry. Yeah, the deluxe luxury <laughs> premium. The classic DLP version uh, of the game. Please someone call your game the deluxe luxury premium. 
I want to see DLPs across Zine Quest, too. Every campaign should have a DLP tier, and we know what that means. We all know. Oh, shit. Just log into the comments. Hi, I backed at the $1 level just to let you know that you don't have a DLP. What's up with that? (laughs) Oh, shit. That's good. Every game should have every game should have a DLP. There's no reason not to upsell. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get the holographic cover. You gotta get the foil inside art illustration. You gotta get the the centerfold that extends. Is everyone writing this down? We have 12 viewers. There should be 12 people writing down what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I'm giving you free marketing, everybody. Who doesn't want a DLP in this game? I am I am working on screen printing grasping nettles wheels. Yeah, which is something yeah. that I wanted to be working on for the campaign, but I didn't want to like sell something to people and then be forced mm. to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Hey, look, spam in the chat. Get rid of this. Yeah, we did it. Get out of here. Become famous by followers and viewers on bigfollows.com. Banned. Um. Body pillow tier is very good. Where's the oh. grasping netto's body pillow? Like, <laughs> hold on. How do I? I'm looking up right now. Can I make a body pillow of Adam Bell? Come on. Create a body pillow. This is gonna be the most cursed thing I ever look up in my life. Yeah, These are gonna, bad pictures. I'm just gonna let you run with this. Like, I'm not yeah. saving you. Bagsoflove.com. Boom. <laughs> this is it. Send me a headshot, my dude. <laughs> just just like you just put a head onto like the standard Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> just bolt it on. <laughs> That's a fucking curse. Oh, <laughs> You're right. I am going to get fucking body pillow ads for the rest of my life. Got to clear my Google algorithm today. Yesterday, just to find cursed things, I Googled gamer wedding toppers. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be with you having cursed ads, I think, for a while. I'm not getting married, but a friend was telling me about a bad wedding topper, uh, and I wanted to see if there were gamer ones. I found a bunch of Funko Pop ones. If you want a little Funko Pop mm-hmm. wedding topper, perfect. On the Classic. Cake, like cake, the cake topper. Yes, yes, I'm tracking. <sighs> well, for the viewers at home. A lot of, lot of bad, a lot of bad jokes about marriage there, dragging me away from my games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Critical role wedding cake. It's gonna exist. We're gonna see a jester and a Ford on top of some fucking uh, goddamn cakes here in the near future. I swear. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Ryan, Content warning. That's, for... that's just minis, right? Uh, and I tried to find like Warhammer. I was expecting to see some good like people with cakes that have just fucking Warhammer minis on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't find any. It was a. It seemed like a problem. I want to. I want to see some like fully painted, 
garbed out 40k minis just on top of somebody's cake if I go to a wedding. Honestly, I would I think a lot about 3D printing. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do it. I think a lot about it. I think about like a machine just right here on the desk, just printing some minis away. People's games that don't need minis. Mm-hmm. Like Spencer Campbell's Slayers. What if, or, you know, Nova. What if each of those sparks had a little STL file that you had a download little... from Thingiverse.com <laughs> and print it out right there? I also think about this a lot because I did, I did some three D printing like in college. That was mm. I, took, I took a class on it, which was weird. Lucky. <laughs> it was just run by some grad student. He just liked three D printers and somehow got the school to let him just do a class on it. Um, it's is, the it's, new. It's the now. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but I. And they're cheap now. Like I was prohibited mm-hmm. then because I was like, I don't feel like the options eight years ago or whenever the hell I was in college were either buy an expensive one or like spend a ton of time with somebody that knows that has one. And then you print mm-hmm. out most of the parts and assemble it yourself. Like the 3D printer mm-hmm. can print a printer essentially. Yeah, I love it. I think it's amazing. But it takes so long. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it, and so now I still don't have one. Also, something something AI world domination. Something something gray blob theory. Something something. Excuse me. You don't know about the 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 blob theory for like nano machines. Yeah. So okay. No, I don't. Here we go. We're heading in. We're, We're heading into in. a game at the end. So there is a theory that if we build like self-replicating nanobots um if any single one of those nanobots as they produce themselves finds an error in its code and doesn't have like a kill off point for like stop making nanobots when you're at like 100,000 or something like that then the nanobots will continue to produce at such a quick rate that we will not be able to stop them and the earth will just flood with nanobots over time because it'll continue to reproduce uh, nanobots with the same error in their coding. What are they made out of? It doesn't matter. I want to say, don't they run out of material before the earth gets covered in nanobots? No, it's it's that they would keep like eating, like uh, use natural resources or something like that. Yeah, like the future futuristic locust descending on the countryside yes. and just devouring yeah. it. That's fun. I think we should push yeah. towards that technology. <laughs> more, more nano. Yeah, it's necessary. Oh god, how's that a game? There's so many, see. so much chat happening. I know. I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Will, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, this is. I don't believe in Mondays. I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time, so a lot of people are like, oh, my weekends are Saturday or Sunday. Like, my weekends were Tuesday and Thursday. Like, <laughs> I don't believe in the time structure of days, so I'm not affected by the case of the Sundays. So welcome, everyone, to my Monday, where I think real hard about stuff. 
I watched uh when I woke up this morning, I watched a video on economics. A good video or like Yeah, it was just talking about uh like how like the real damaging effects of unemployment rate slash inflation and how those two things sort of work together on in like a cause and effect structure. Mm-hmm. Learned about um friction unemployment structured unemployment and cyclical unemployment cyclical is the bad one that people are always scared of mm-hmm. should i get into that you know it's up to you <laughs> this is a game design channel <laughs> i uh it's not that i'm not interested but i'm always wary about any economist sure sure stuff. i get it uh <laughs> games adam let's just shift hard gears back in the game sure uh i mean so uh, so games uh yeah games there uh i just saw the announcement for tech jam 3 when i was posting out uh the twitch today for everyone so excited for tech jam 3 and i think i have some like really cool tech from umbral dive in like terms of character progression stuff i uh and i might be doing some submissions for tech jam so that'll be cool but uh one is looking at how characters do progression in games and i created a this may not be new someone else might be doing this but i created uh temporary dynamic leveling and i call it this because i'm ripping from games like uh, mobas mostly like league of legends or paladins or something like that where you level up from one to whatever during a match and then like when you play your next match you start the process all over again like that's part of the cycle of the game Mm -hmm. so in umbral dive when you get into encounters i think i right now it's the flow slash escalation system and basically as you're getting in the combat the way i imagine it narratively is that like you're warming up or you're learning about your opponent so for example uh there's a class called the uh void weaver who has like a fire attack and the fire attack starts at like 2d4 damage and then when you deal a death blow to an enemy you have an option to upgrade any of your actions you can like increase the speed at which you're doing something and or increases the efficiency of an action so when you upgrade that 2d4 damage it might become like a uh, 2d8 damage or whatever the scaling of it is and it might also be like a lower cast time uh you might have like a bigger cooldown that takes like three rounds to cool down but you can upgrade it to uh cool down in two rounds and so the idea is that like you're doing dynamic builds in the middle of different combat. So you might be like, oh, this is a boss fight. I don't need a ton of my AOE abilities. So I don't want to put any upgrades because you get a limited number of upgrades. But I don't want to put any of my upgrades into AOE abilities. I want to focus on single target damage or we're in a fight with a ton of mobs and a boss. So I do want some mix of like AOE and some utility stuff. So just this idea of like changing the concepts of like what leveling up is. A lot of this derives from uh, Spencer Campbell's Lumen game structure and how you have like a powerful character with actions and then you sort of like do small modifications to it. But I was thinking more of like a, 
uh, allows you to like build per encounter, which is a little bit faster, a little bit more interest, or I think is a little bit more interesting. Uh, so that's like one, uh, that's one piece of tech that I'd love to propose to the larger community. Yeah. The quick leveling is always cool. And I think doing it as a per encounter thing kind of cracks open the issue that I've always had. Like, cause I've always, I've, I've thought about games that like, what if you just got sweet new abilities every fucking two seconds? <laughs> but like, yeah. by the end of a session, then what? Then you just, then you're just huge and powerful <laughs> and next session you may as well not have it. But making it a per encounter where you like reset back to baseline every time and can try a different path. That's um, that's the juice. Mm-hmm. Hashtag juice nation. <laughs> it's back. Hashtag juice nation it's is here. back. It was always here. Juice and never, <laughs> never gone. Rewatch for previous juice. It never molds. I don't know. I thought all that. What about you? You got. What kind of, do you have any tech you're excited about? Ignore the mold part. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there is the, the, the grid system that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'll have time to like get that into a standalone thing. If I'm also going to try to plan, um, if I'm going to plan to like turn that into a zine specifically for Forge in the Dark systems, because mm-hmm. I feel like I got to work on that. Because I want to. I think the the pip movement is super cool. Yeah, that is true. That so I guess there are little bits of it. Because um, what it is is basically it's a five by five grid, and when you go to do an action, so like it, when in a normal game you would roll dice. Um, you as the players, any players that are involved in the action, uh, whether it's just one person or like helping is just built in because anybody can climb in. Uh, you add tokens to the grid based on like your stats, based on like so if if we're talking the blades in the dark system, like how many dice you would normally get, that's how many tokens you're gonna add to the grid. Uh, then the GM will add dice to the grid based on the situation. Like so, after hearing what you're doing and how people are helping, like adding tokens to this grid, this five by five grid, um, one for each thing that is gonna get in their way. So, classic example, uh, you're trying to get into a, a room with a locked door. The the door, I mean, the door's fucking locked. That's a token, because you got to get over that. Uh, maybe you throw in one, because you're good at, you, know, you get two things for Tinker. Is that, that's the Blades version of it, right? Tinker? Yeah. Tinker mm-hmm. Taylor, Soldier Spy. Um, yeah, and then you roll dice, and then starting with all of the sixes, you use the face of the die like it's a three by three grid uh and you can move any one of your tokens from one pip to another with the goal of if you're a player you want to take the gm's tokens uh and then if you're the gm you want to take the player's tokens and if after settling all of the dice because you roll one die for each token on the grid and so then you'll be moving them for a little while uh if after all that the players take more tokens than the gm uh, then it's going to be a success of some margin. If the GM takes more, it's going to be a problem for those players. <laughs> um, and the cool thing, the thing I really like about this is that it like remembers. 
So if you set yourself up for a huge success and didn't get it this turn, you're going to end up with like four extra tokens on the grid that will stay there. And then next time you do an action, you've got like, you've kind of got momentum towards like you, you set yourself up for this, even if it went poorly at first, like it remembers that you put in that effort and, and we'll go ahead and maybe crush it this time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. Uh, I've done micro tests. I think I might be playing a full session of Blades in the Dark with this today. <laughs> I kind of forgot that I maybe double booked myself on uh, <laughs> sitting at this computer, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see if it works with Blades as well as I think it will. And then also if anybody fucking wants that. Because... <laughs> It's a little, I don't know. I'm not, I'm usually more of a like make a new thing designer. And I like when people make things for games I like, but I never think to do it. So I'm excited to follow that. Mm. You're kind of like the, you like the supplement, like growth, like seeing the twists on things that have already been mm. done sort of, sort of person. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I like seeing it. Like I, I would never do what mm. I do to myself and be like, I don't need that. Nobody needs that. If somebody's like, here's some cool new rules for this game you like. But like for me, when I sit down and think of that, I'm like, who wants nobody wants this from me? People want a new oh, game from God. me. And that's not true. Mm -mm. And so I'm trying to trying to follow that impulse and see um see where it leads. Yeah. It's just I create like that my, supplemental material. Yeah. Because whenever this game, the game that is actually gonna have this token system comes out like my plan is to do a few supplements for it that add not quite bringing it all the way back to unlockable uh content like we were talking earlier but like mm. that add entirely new like campaign settings essentially in the same game world but like mm. this is by this supplement like back back my new supplement for this game if you want this to be like a monster hunting game because this is where all yeah, the monster yeah. hunting rules live by the by you know, I'm coming out with the next one in four months and it's going to be like political intrigue. So if you want like guidelines and then also a starting like scenario situation for intrigue to see how this game works with that. Hey, have I got the zine for you? And you're only proving its versatility, right? Right. And expanding, it? It, like adding new roles and stuff slowly instead of trying to do it all at once, like. Here's my big 400-page book that might not be as good as it would be if I do it slowly. Modular design. Modular design. What else? Modular design. Mo was modals? Modals is the word you were using? Modal games. Modal I games? think that's a little bit different. Yeah, yes. modal games. Modular design. <laughs> I will sing... Any comment that has multiple letters in it. That's what it takes to get your... That's what it takes. It's Dan Phipps. Open the achievement and unlock the <laughs> secondary game of the talk show. Design! Well, Jeremy, you got anything else to talk about? We are coming up on an hour, which is unofficially how long this is. I don't think we <laughs> talked about it, but i that's my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Yeah, I think that we're gonna have to adjust uh, the graphic here so that we can do some some like live game design for 
stuff mm-hmm. as we talk about things. I think it'd be I, interesting to like I do have physically showcase that we, can, that we can screen share. If you check that out, it's just a nightmare right now. I'm going to take it back. Oh god. <laughs> I'm feeling the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> But if instead of OBS, it was whatever you wanted to talk about. Yeah, definitely for future shows. <laughs> that was amazing. Did I just tap into the Matrix? Uh... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that in the future, dear listener, viewer. Third Monday. Um, right. Next, next week will be a second monday which means it is the call-in show which might be what you're here for uh <laughs> so we will be taking calls we'll be talking to whoever wants to talk to us um just like the old days and that is going to be a blast uh-huh. so start okay. thinking your questions write them down today write it down Save them for next week consider it chew on it Think chew about on it. it hopefully this revise this, it <laughs> hopefully this time slot works for people it seems like people have showed up uh, it felt nice for Jeremy and I to do it on Monday morning, and so that's that's why we're here. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't, I can't think of a time in my life where like Monday around this time I've had like something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't feel like like Sunday. It always felt like, oh man, I wanted to do this thing. Yeah, but yeah, volleyball. I got to play. Yeah, you got volleyball to play. You got volleyball. I'm sure I've got something to do. <laughs> but Monday is a day where like I've noticed that when I try to sit down and design games, nothing happens. It's just sparks that they come out of a wire that has shorted. <laughs> this is the juice starter, right? This is we we meet every Monday morning mm-hmm. to juice some fruit to wear up and our taste brain the juice factories yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> wake up the brain factory yeah and then get we'll unscrambled meet, and we'll meet next week and we'll talk to we'll talk to the viewers so until yeah. then i will continue to be adam bell find me on twitter at adamy bell get my games at adamy games um yeah that's me sign off uh and i've been jeremy gage you can find me at jeremy gage five over on twitter uh come talk to me about uh tactical game tech yeah do it great (laughs) um i think that's it i think we will be signing off uh once more